Well, here we are. We got we are we've made it to another Friday, another edition of FinTech Fridays, and uh, I am super pumped for our guest this week. Uh, we're going to kind of cover a lot of ground here in a short amount of time. So, I want to welcome Danny Hrani to our uh, our episode. Welcome, Danny. Awesome. Thanks, Brian. Happy Friday, everybody. Right on. Uh, I, I would say uh, we'll, we would cheers, uh, but you know. Hopefully, at this point in the day, you're just drinking a Bloody Mary at, at best. Well, or yeah. maybe a... I'm, I'm still I'm still on my Irish coffee. So. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, uh, I think you know the format. It's uh, it's a no format format. Uh, so we're just going to riff on a bunch of different topics. But I I always open uh, the conversation just kind of probing on on the term fintech, and and I'm it's it's been pretty cool to over 20 plus episodes to hear people's perspective on it. There's a, you know, there's a definite uh, uh, common theme, but there's definitely some, some uh, paths around it that are interesting. I'd love to hear mm -hmm. what the term means to you, both in your business life and then as a consumer. Yeah. And, and I, I actually love the, uh, I, I love this kind of raw, you know, um, format, Brian, it's, it's, uh, it's inside of my genius zone. So thank you for that. Um, and, and the thing I like about it is that, you know, getting these answers without preparation, you know, you really, you get the, the raw yeah. truth, right? So, or at least the, that impression. And I want to, I want to start off, um, answering that question by, um, just giving a little bit of background about my perspective, uh, around, um, you know, our responsibility inside of the financial services industry. Um, and and a belief system that I've kind of formed over my my 18-year um, career um, helping families, um, specifically in the mortgage industry. But I, I see that really extending beyond the mortgage, um, and that's part of my philosophy, business philosophy, as it relates to financial services. And um, one of my deeply held beliefs is that financial literacy improves communities. <laughs> and I experienced that myself in my own life. Um, when I was growing up, um, my, my dad still is, he lives in the San Fernando Valley in California. Uh, he is a general contractor. Um, but early on, right, 20 years ago, no, man, now it's, what is it, 30 years ago? Holy jeez, <laughs> Brian. Um, you know, 30 years ago, 35 years ago, um, when he was just getting started self-employed, it was tough. Um, and the uh, times that we had back then when I was, you know, in my you know, 8 to 13 range, um, I definitely felt the impact of the uh, fact that neither of my parents had really been taught much about finances and managing finances. And, and even today, um, you know, there are organizations that are making a very strong effort to bring financial literacy to high schools, bring fin financial literacy to um, even to junior high, just basic yep. uh, microeconomics, you know, to, to manage your life. But it is still few and far between, and it's woefully inadequate. Right. Um, and I know that it's inadequate because I can see the impact of the gap in financial literacy. Um, and one of the things that um, this, this hit me uh, back, I think it was, I'm, I'm trying to pinpoint the year, but I think it was 2014 um, was my very first time I ever helped a family uh, that had a, a family office. Right. And this experience, Brian, blew my mind. So if you're, if you're listening to this or watching this, you don't know what a family office is. Um, for, for the people that, let's call it, um, to use the parlance of our times, right, the 1%, um, they have surrounded themselves oftentimes with experts in, uh, in areas that are critical to their success. So they have an attorney, they have a CPA, financial planner, 
um, and, and oftentimes a range of specialist attorneys. They have a family physician. They have all these things that they, they surrounded themselves with to keep them in their genius zone so that they can focus. They know what where their strengths are and these weaknesses are critical to their success. And what hit me in that moment was that wealthy people are not wealthy because they have money. They're wealthy because they have access to superior information. And that was a super powerful realization, epiphany for me in my mortgage career. Um, and, and it allowed me and my team at the time to kind of retool how we approached advice giving and what our, what our actual purpose was in the lives of the families that we were serving. And we realized that we could really be the, the um, every person's family office. Like we had the ability to do that on a, on a, light, a light version, right, of, of that, or at least be the hub of that for them. So the reason I share that as it relates to answering this question for you, Brian, is that what I, what I see FinTech doing, its purpose is to democratize financial literacy, to make it accessible, um, to make it automated, and uh, make it uh, such that the depth of knowledge that you would typically require as a consumer of, you know, financial information, and then more importantly, uh, and I'm going to give an, another contextual framework, Brian. So I, I, I might go off on a couple of rabbit trails here. We got hours. So, you told me that when we started. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh, longest podcast ever. Uh, so. I believe there's a spectrum of, of information. So the, the, the least valuable thing you can get in your life is information. And the reason that the infor in, on this spectrum, and the reason information is not valuable is that it's so abundant. And especially today, you can go and seek information and find uh, information that doesn't serve you in any way. False information, things that take you and, and frame your mind in the wrong direction. So information is abundant but it's also unfiltered, can actually be dangerous. So uh, an, another uh, derivative of information, which is more valuable, is, it, is insight. So you take all the information, and then you say, Brian, this is in the, the information that's important to you and, and your individual situation. So now you've gotten rid of all the junk information, and you just have the information in front of you that actually matters to you. But one level deeper than that, and, and this is it's not just like, a linear scale. This is exponential, right? So, you know, insights exponentially more valuable than information. Advice is exponentially more valuable than insight. So, Brian, here's the information that's important to you, and here's what you should do right. with it. That's the that's the end. The, the purpose of fintech is to provide insight and advice to families so that they can better manage their financial future on a path to financial freedom and they can improve their own micro bubble, uh, which then extends out to the community. That's freaking gold, man. That, that, you may have just won the, uh, the, the definition sweepstakes here because you, 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 <laughs> you covered a ton. And, and honestly, nobody's talked about yet fintech in that context in terms of uh, a utility for uh, literacy. And, and what I love about the answer, and I love how you, you started the, the uh, answer with that very specific use case from this wealthy family that you help, what I heard over the next five minutes was how you took what, what this family had built around them to, to maintain and build more success, and you've, you've built it into your uh, business philosophy and, and 
you, you kind of said it, it's, it's family practice for, for everybody, I think is what you, you said. And, and, uh, yeah, it's democratized family. Yeah, so it's, that's awesome. I love it. And it's so true. It's, we don't think of, uh, I don't think people think of, you know, in that, in that context, Google is FinTech, right? It, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's a place where you can go get answers. Now, you may not get the right Well, it can be. Yeah, it can be. Um, but, and, and you know, I, I mean, I think it's fair to say it absolutely is. Like anywhere where you can go and get financial literacy, you know, in, in a way that doesn't require you to access a human, an expert human being, I think that that would fit a loose definition of FinTech. Yeah. But there's a big, I mean, you know this, Brian, you're, you're in the business, right? There's a massive gap between poorly executed fintech yeah. and, and well-executed For fintech. Sure. Absolutely. I, I'll share another story. Um, and, you know, th- this, th- this hit me um, just this past Monday. I was, uh, I was at the uh, Raiders-Chargers game in L.A. Yeah. Um, at, at SoFi Stadium. And, you know, it's like you're just getting bombarded with SoFi right. ads, yeah. you know, while you're while you're sitting in the stands. But I, I was looking at the – I was thinking to myself, you know, I, I don't necessarily – I'm not, you know, uh, uh, all in on this concept of, of you know, uh, abdicating 100% of, of your financial future to a device. I think that there's a, there's a hybrid model, which I'm, I'm sure that we can get deeper into that um, in the future. But I thought to myself, on, on – you know, if I had to pick between the current state of financial literacy and financial health in our country today um, and, and the state of information versus forcing everybody into a fully automated, you know, zero human interaction model that was just kind of giving up our financial future to the robots, I would pick the latter over what we have today. I think that there's a, an even better solution than that, but it's certainly superior. FinTech is taking us down a path that's superior to to where uh, the path that we have been on for, you know, the, the past 250 years. Yeah, and I, I, that's a great segue uh, because I, I, I think we're going to go deep into this kind of uh, this hybrid approach because we're the same way. Yeah, at FinLocker, we, we build technology and we sell technology for our partners to leverage with consumers. But at the end of the day, we don't – we haven't built our technology expecting – that a lender is going to deploy their version of FinLocker and never talk to a consumer again. That that's that's right. a it's 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 not a recipe for success for the consumer for sure. And of course, it doesn't it wouldn't resonate from a success perspective for the lender. And so we we fully subscribe to this kind of concept of high touch, high tech. And if we can deliver mm-hmm. part of that high tech through professionals. Uh, that have that, that high-touch relationship and knowledge, then to me, that's success. And I think that's a good, a good segue into your role as, as Chief Strategy Officer at Celebrity. Um, as you guys are kind of looking at your platform, which is unique in the, in the industry, um, how are you thinking about, uh, from your, your, your seat there, how are you thinking about, you know, tech and the the, the uh, overarching strategy for, for deploying tech and then having it available to your partners uh, throughout the celebrity ecosystem. So, um, I mean, there, there's a lot of paths I can go down um, t- to answer that question, but I'll, I'll share, and this is my own, just my personal view of, of what technology is, is meant to do um, and how, how we're thinking of it and deploying it. So, there's the 
the intuitive answer is that we are deploying technology to try to um, improve the cost of execution, the cost of manufacture, yep. right? You know, get, getting um, things that have previously been done, you know, by humans um, and, and have them moved over where, where appropriate to um, machine learning or to bots or, you know, to um, technology in general, right. um, broad brush. Uh, and there's there's another um, path, which is, I think, probably more important, which is that um, we look at what technology can do to enhance our client experience um, or, our, or our customer journey. And we think about where the appropriate entry points are um, for technology to really um, automate service to that, that family. Um, a great example of this um, is an uh, in, in area of the mortgage business that's been woefully underserved for I mean, really my, my entire career, maybe maybe longer, is the post-closing experience. So once you have your mortgage, you know, how are you, um, how's your mortgage managed yeah. in a way that results in really a, a successful homeownership journey? Um, and that area has been massively underserved. Um, and the reason, in my opinion, is that um, we haven't really done a very good job as an industry um, I, uh, identifying ways to kind of monetize that yeah. event, right? And I'm not saying it's all about money, but there's definitely a, a, a factor of um, currencies are, are being traded. There's a lot of dopamine involved in the process of, of lead generation, like acquiring customers and then and then helping them and getting them to, you know, feel that you're the best solution for them. There's a lot of dopamine there. And then that's where, yeah. that's where the industry has decided to compensate. And then the post-closing event, um, kind of feels a little bit stale. Yeah. You know, it's a different mindset that you bring to the table. Um, and, and technology has done a, a tremendous job at filling in that gap. And there's a number of, of platforms, FinLocker being one of them out in the marketplace, that really addresses that, you know, well, what now, right? right? Well, like, you know, I don't want to um, have to keep the stack of papers. I don't want to have a thumb drive that, yeah. you know, I, I have all my stuff on, right? There's there's a better technological solutions for that that addresses that post-closing event. And that's a, that's a customer journey um, thought process, right? And, and, you know, if done well, you, you get um, clients into an ecosystem that truly serves them because the family office mindset, Brian, it, you know, if you're only focused on the family office for that 30 yeah. days, you've missed a massive opportunity to really benefit somebody's financial future. And it's really the, my, my belief uh, and uh, I, I have a number of uh, responsibilities at Celebrity as well as other business partnerships that I've engaged in that focus around this, this professional mission of the, the after, you know, after that transaction. Like, how can you turn um, a 30-day event as a, a moment to create permission for a 30-year relationship that truly impacts that family's ability uh, to move towards financial freedom and, and build build wealth and stability. Yeah, I think it's the last, what, 20 plus months we have demonstrated that our, again, our industry is is hyper-optimized at the transaction level, right? It's how many widgets can you get through as fast as you can get through, and then you're on to the, the next batch. And and I love, I love mm -hmm. where your head's at and, and how you guys are thinking about this, uh, relate this being more of a this is just the beginning of a long-term relationship and it may or may not create an additional revenue opportunity for the company i happen to think it's the the chances that it will are much better if you actually focus on it 
but if you don't focus on it, of course, it's not going to ever yield another uh, opportunity. Well, Brian, I want to um, explore that a little bit because the the I agree with the sentiment, but I want to reframe it slightly, which is that the the transactions that happen should every time result from an opportunity to create value. Yeah. And, and so that's where, and, and think about any business transaction you engage in, right? Or even a personal exchange, right? A lot of times you're thinking, okay, like what can I give to this? You know, what, am, what are my expectations out? And the, the power of that 30-year relationship is that um, it, it's possible to create opportunities for value that would have otherwise gone yeah. missed based, based on awareness, based on expertise, you know, based on the, the lack of insight, right? Information is there, insights missing and advice is definitely missing. Right. So the power of that 30 year relationship is higher frequency of advice, much higher frequency of insight. And if the insight doesn't result in any opportunity to create value, then that's in and of itself is advice. Right. That's right? right. Hey, don't do that cash out refi and buy jet skis, yeah. despite the fact that you just got a letter in the mail that says, yeah, you can. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. So let's let's pivot a little bit now, because again, I, I I knew when we got into this, we we're going to go down a bunch of different paths. Because you're you're an interesting guy. You're you've got a lot of stuff going on, man. Uh, <laughs> so uh, you've got your role at Celebrity uh, Chief Strategy Officer. Then you have kind of another role at Celebrity through Neo, right? So uh, Neo is uh, is a brand, I guess, of Celebrity. Is that fair to say? That's right. It's a it's a division of celebrity um, and a, and a DBA that that really is an extension of, of the celebrity uh, mission and value proposition. Or what I could say, maybe more accurately, is that it's a um, a joining of forces between um, people that that believe the same right. things. They be, that believe the same things about our uh, fiduciary responsibility to families believe the same things about the opportunity to approve communities with financial literacy. Um, and uh, it's, it's just a, let's call it a, a white labeling yeah. of that celebrity um, value proposition. And, and I want to, I've had the, the privilege to learn a little bit about what, what you guys are doing. And the story is great. I love the, the branding and maybe just go into a little bit about what is Neo, right? What is it? What does it mean? And, and then, Beyond what you're doing for families, I think it's also there's also a mission there for mortgage professionals that you serve as well. Yeah, and um, so I'll, I'll go back to that moment, 2014, right? So I, I interact with that um, client who has the family office. It blows my mind, and I think we need to do this differently. Um, and I um, had become um, familiar with and and ultimately good friends with with Dave Savage at Mortgage Coach um, and there was just a ton of alignment there in terms of oh wow this is this is a way that I can really honor this this realization that you know a, a higher level of advice I've been using Mortgage Coach for many years but I hadn't really pushed it into this idea that it, it's really a mandatory responsibility it's not just a tool that I use to help yeah. you know build trust it's it's actually mandatory so the that took me on and my, my business partners at the time on this journey of, of really building this um, machine around this idea of expanding financial literacy and and um, and turning that, those into mortgage opportunities and then having that tail um, and going and trying to spread the word about that because I felt 
and just absolutely inspired by this. And I wanted others to kind of rally around the same idea. Um, and so I would, you know, get on opportunities like this one, yeah. Brian, and, and use it as a megaphone. But what I realized was that uh, my voice alone was was not an, was not going to be enough. And what I what I recognized, um, and this was specifically through um, the community that that Dave built, um, where he you know he shares a lot with, with that community and shares a lot with the industry, um, that there were other people out there that were saying the same thing, but similar to me, they were inside of their company as a as a kind of the lone yes. voice. Um, and so I had the opportunity, or we collectively had the opportunity to uh, join forces. Um, and so uh, some of the, the names that are part of that, the kind of original um, uh, founder group or co-creation group of, of NEO were Ryan Grant, Josh Metal, and uh, Chris Ledley, Mark Robertson, and, and then Dave Robnett, the CEO of Celebrity. So I, I would consider Dave to a certain extent a co-creator of NEO. I mean, it's a business partnership that's embedded inside of the, the company that he created. And what NEO really is, is a, a, an opportunity to uh, put out uh, a, a very coherent value proposition that centers around what we've been talking about. It's a mortgage company built around this concept of this family office being the responsibility. And I, I would go even further to say that when we talk internally about what we do, what NEO is, um, and really this again extends to celebrity because it's, it's a partnership, uh, we don't talk about the mortgage as the beginning and the end of the way that we serve that family. We believe that the mortgage is that entry point where it, it gives us the proper data to produce the insight and advice. And it also gives us, if we do our job really well during the transaction, it gives us permission to serve that family for the following 30 years. And so we, we have uh, what we call uh, the NEO experience, which centers around what we do before to help really guide a family into not what not just what they can do, but what they should do in in regards to uh, buying, selling, financing real estate, then the, the smallest part of our value that we add to that family is during the transaction. Um, it, it's really the smallest piece of it, even though intuitively, when the family show up at our door and say we need help, um, you know, they're, they're thinking that's what they're going to get. And then they get all the before stuff, and then really the power is they get all, all the after stuff. And so that NEO experience is really what um, I think sets the group apart. And to your point, though, about what, uh, you know, it extends beyond just service to the family. Um, just just uh, last night, um, we have monthly um, financial literacy uh, Q&A webinars for our internal teams. Um, we started doing that about four months ago. Um, so last night was our fourth episode. Um, the first three, we reviewed um, the uh, seven laws of money from Richest Man in Bob Babylon, and we just broke each one down. And then last night was a Q&A where we reviewed, you know, how you waterfall your money between, you know, your emergency fund and your, you know, pay down your debt and, you know, just kind of the, the process. And what we realized, um, and I'll go back a little bit, what we, we um, one of our uh, team leads was in a conversation with um, one of their operational team members. I think it was a, uh, one of their processors. And the processor was asking questions about, you know, hey, I've been thinking about, you know, buying a house. What do I need to do? And, you know, hey, I, I have a bunch of money um, in a safe. And, like, yeah. you know, that's what my parents told me that I should do. And so that's what I've done. And, you know, and it just, like, again, that epiphany moment, like, holy crap. Like, 
we have people here and we're, we're out there promoting and, and inviting all these people that we don't even know yet, yeah. right? That they're, they're, you know, will be our friends, but they're not yet. And we're not even looking into our own house and thinking about how we can improve the lives of the team members that are trusting us. And so we've built that. And, and the um, testimonials that have come out of the team, Brian, have been phenomenal. Sure. People buying houses, starting their 401k contributions for the first time in their life because they never understood the power of it. Um, you know, taking money that they've accumulated in checking and putting it into even a very safe but interest-bearing account, you know, because the, the cash drag and inflation has just been been killing them for all this time. Um, super powerful stuff uh, there. And then the last kind of group that we're trying to impact and make and, and really um, th the way we talk about it, maybe it's a little bit dramatic. Uh, so I'll, I'll you know, bear, bear with me on this. But we believe that our industry, the mortgage industry, uh, is very clearly dividing between two distinct camps. One of those camps uh, believes that the only way to uh, provide value to a family is to provide them the lowest interest rate. And, th and they've communicated to the families, that's what they should be asking about. Um, and then there's another camp, and, and NEO is not the only group doing this. There, there are others out in the world that are doing this. And so I, I want to thank anybody that's listening to this that knows you're in this camp. Thank you. We appreciate yeah. you. Keep doing your great work. Um, and that second camp is focused on being the most valuable resource in a family's life. Yeah. And, and looking at the full spectrum of what impact can be created over that th the 30 years. And that group, and, and Neo and Celebrity is in, is in that group, they believe that what's your rate is the saddest question in the mortgage industry. Sure. Yeah, I love it. And that's another great segue as we go to our last, uh, last few minutes because what I'm super pumped about is I love the I love what you're doing at Celebrity. I love Neo inside of Celebrity. It 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 resonates with our mission at Finlocker. It's something that I've thought about over my 30 year career as as being uh, mission. You know, one of the, the the top missions in our industry is not to get someone the lowest rate. Yeah, it's cool that you're at a cocktail party and you could say you got a rate with a two handle, but what does that mean, right? Uh, right. I, I think what's super cool is you guys have taken what you what individually and collectively works for your team and for your families that you serve. And now you're making it available through the art of home ownership to other like-minded originators and not companies per se, but individual originators. It's not like you're trying to pick these guys off and, and bring them into Neo. You're saying, here's the, here's the playbook and here's how we've kind of wrapped technology around the playbook. We'd like you to you know, be part of this but still do your thing over here under ABC Mortgage. And, and maybe let's just talk a little bit about kind of that story, because that's super cool. Yeah, Brian, I, I think this, um, when you really want to know what somebody's about, you look what, you look at what they do, not what they right. say. Um, and so when, when um, my business partner, Ryan Grant, uh, started the Art of Home Ownership, what he was telling the industry was, I believe that families need to be served at this level and I can't do it on my own, right? I need right. help. But, and, and I don't, you know, I, I want everybody to have this playbook. Um, and when I saw that personally, and I, I was inspired by it. And then when the leadership of, of Neo saw it, we were inspired by that and said, absolutely. We need to, again, I use the word democratize. 
we need everybody to have the tools to serve these families because it's the problem is bigger than yeah. us. The problem is bigger than than me or or you know the 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 co-creators of, of Artiful Ownership or the co-creators of Neo or or it's bigger than all of us. And we need anybody that believes what we believe about the the necessity to improve communities and the impact that we can have on families to have the playbook. And regardless if we never meet them, right, that that they go out and and have that kind of impact. I, I didn't fully tell the story about my um, my background. I transitioned into the the um, the family office experience that I had, and I, I introduced my own family experience in, in kind of slight contrast as like, hey, my family didn't have financial information, and then you know the family office. I was like, holy crap, this is contrast, yeah, yeah. right? Um, but when I was um, I believe it was 10 or 11 years old. Uh, my dad was in, in the army. He met with some of his army buddies and one of them recommended to him that he use his VA loan and buy a house. And that totally changed the course of my yeah. life because now my family who did not have a ton of financial literacy and it was clear based on our experience that there wasn't you know, stability coming from financial literacy finally had a leveraged asset that was passively building wealth. And that put me personally on a path to be able to go to college and, right. and probably wouldn't have been here on this call with you, Brian, if I didn't have that. So I want that for others. The people inside of NEO, the people inside of our homeownership want that for others. And we know that we can't do it on our own. And so we've taken the tools and we've taken the playbook, as you said, and we've invited anybody that's interested in having that kind of impact on a family's life to join us and you know, be, become a partner in Art of Home Ownership and then share that message out with what, whatever, and, and hopefully that little spark catches fire inside of their company because the, the thing that would make me personally the happiest, regardless, like you said, of what, if anybody joins Celebrity or joins Neo, um, is, is that the advice, uh, the quality of advice given to families improves over right. time. Yeah, I think what I've learned, and I, I've learned more and more about you guys all the time, which is awesome, um, I love how you, you know, it's not just anybody can't, off the street can't just become part of the, the, the platform and program. There's a commitment uh, and an expected set of behaviors, really, uh, around how they deliver messaging and advice and, and, and this, this support to families that it's not for everybody, right? And, and you guys vet your partners pretty, pretty intensely. Yeah, Brian, in fact, the, the platform is exclusive. Um, we, we only allow two uh, partners per 100,000 um, population in any MSA. Yep. Uh, and and before before the technology, um, Art of Homeownership is a commitment, as you cited, and that's how we talk about it internally. So Art of Homeownership, before anything else, is a commitment to a service level. Secondly, it's a community of people who have made that commitment because we're – we're not common in the industry. There's, there, we're out yeah. there, but we're not common, right? So that community banding together is powerful because there, there's, there are people spending collectively billions of dollars to communicate the message that what's your rate is the only question yeah. that should be asked, right? And from that point, that there's no, there's nothing else that needs to be said. And then there's the group, the Art of Homeownership group, the Neo group that believes that that's the saddest question in the mortgage industry. Um, and, and we need to band together to communicate with our collective megaphone 
that what's your rate is not the question to be asking, and there's actually many other questions to be asking, because other, if we don't, then the consumer sentiment will change where, where we just can't be heard anymore. And that would be, uh, that would be a very, very sad day for um, you know, financial literacy in, in this country because home ownership and the choice of financing has such a powerful impact on, um, on the, the future of, of a, a family's financial, uh, that, their path towards financial freedom. Yeah, it's not, it, it, it's, and it can be generational. Right. That's, that's, oh, that's, yeah. and you've, you kind of already said that. I'm experiencing it now. Yeah. I'm, I'm a personal example of yeah. that. Yes, exactly. I love it. Well, man, this has been uh, a blast. And we, I, just as I thought, I knew we were going to cover a ton of ground. Um, uh, so we're, we'll, uh, when we post this, we'll share kind of how to get in touch with you because I think there's, there's folks that are going to be hearing about, you know, the art of homeownership for the first time and certainly Neo that are going to be interested. So we'll share, uh, how to get in touch with Danny, but I, I just want to thank you for spending some time with us today. Um, as always, I, I learn and am inspired by you personally and what you, you're doing across uh, your professional life. Uh, so thanks for joining me today. Yeah, Brian, this was awesome. Thank you for having me, and we're, we're having fun. Right on. That's, well, if you can't have fun, why do it, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you next Friday, and again, thank you, Danny. Cheers. Cheers.